Hey guys, this week on Rise Together, we are talking about a topic you have sent us about a hundred emails on. Working out. Together. As a couple. What do you do to get in shape? How do you motivate each other? What do you eat? What is the best way to stay committed to a plan? How do you avoid the trappings of not working out or not eating what you need to eat? We're going to get into all of it. So listen in. And if you liked today's episode, we would so appreciate if you take a screenshot, tell people that you're listening, and tag us on Instagram so we can say hey. Hi, guys. I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 14 years. And together for 16. We have kids. Four kids. Which is like a thousand kids. We've also been foster parents to four kids as well. We're running a business together. We do a lot of things. That is a lot of things. (laughs) But we feel like it's possible, we know it's possible, to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. That's why we decided to do a podcast together. It's called Rise Together. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we kind of get through all the things. This is it. Come on down. Here we go. (laughs) Honey. Boomba. Boomba. I just felt like I wanted to say that. That's a weird way to start a podcast. Or is it exactly what people needed today? Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming live to you from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Uh, First of all, not that this is an ad for the tourism board of Puerto Rico, but I got to say... It's gorgeous down here. It is. This is not an ad for real. We wish, by the way, that whole islands would give us give us money. But no, it is so pretty. And we did want to say that too, just because after the hurricane, we had a lot of people asking us whether or not was everything okay. Was the no? It's gorgeous. It's amazing. Come visit. Come bring your tourism dollars down here. It's it's super important to uh, the people who live here to to support them with that. So if you're looking for a vacay within the U.S., no, you don't need a passport. Come Come on on down. down. Whoa. Wait a second. Um, Shockingly, today's episode is not about Puerto Rico. Or vacations. Nope. It's about working out. As a couple? Yeah. Lots and lots and lots of you have sent us DMs and emails saying that you wish that we would talk about this topic because it's something that's so... Uh, so at the center of our relationship, and it hasn't always been. So we thought you, we would take you through, if you are hoping to get healthy or hoping to get some exercise in or whatever that looks like for you guys as a couple, our best advice. You know what's interesting? I think if you were to try and chart the health of our relationship, like not the physical health, but the like frequency of the, you know us making out and how we feel about each other and the energy we have to show up well as a husband or wife or the way that we show up as parents if you were to chart that and whether or not we're exercising on the regular and eating well there would be a wild correlation yeah so i i will just just to give you a little bit of an idea um our, our belief about being in great being in exceptional health today in 2019 is we believe being in good health is about how you feel it's not about how you look there's so many there's too many things that are telling people women especially that they need to fit into a certain size jeans or they need to to look this way or act no this is how you feel do you have energy you feel unhappy you feeling good because so much of how we feel mentally and emotionally is tied into how we are feeling physically someone asked on our live stream this morning how you stay motivated and my answer was, I, I don't stay motivated. Like, I have to just get up and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But one of the quickest ways to trigger, activate my being motivated is moving my body, which is why 
working out as a part of my morning routine is such an important and consistent thing in my life. Yeah, I would also say for me um, and for any of you who have you know, your job is stressful or you've got the kids, you're stressed out about that, you're going to college and whatever this looks like for you, whatever stress looks like for you, um, not only is it a massive stress relief to work out, but for me, doing something that's physically difficult and and surviving it and getting there, and that makes me feel mentally strong. Feeling physically 100%. strong makes me feel mentally strong. Totally agree. Like, oh, you don't want to finish the edits on this book? Like, whatever. You ran six miles this morning. You didn't think you could do that, but you did. So, um, yeah, that that's a big deal for me in my work. The other thing I would say is I want to give you a little context into what our health was like when we were earlier on in our relationship. Yeah. um, So (laughs) I it's not about weight. It's not about weight, but this will give you a good idea. I was at least 50 pounds heavier than I am now. And that was not 50 pounds of muscle. (laughs) That was not 50 pounds. That was 50 pounds of fast food. 50 pounds of um, not working out. Yeah, not working out ever for years and years 50 pounds overweight means that it was hard to get up the stairs and and just just also to give you some clarity i'm barely five two um because i lot of i get a lot of pushback from people when i talk about weight but carrying 50 extra pounds on anybody is hard especially when your frame is so small um so it took i, I would say one there's some context and two um Understanding that the process to get in shape, whether you're by yourself or with a partner, it for it to be lasting takes years. What's interesting is I think when we first got married, we both didn't have an appreciation of the benefits of health. Like what were the things that might be a byproduct of actually committing to living a healthier lifestyle? And we weren't even really in touch with what it might feel like to be healthy because I agree this is not about weight or size it's about feeling Uh, and there were plenty of times where I look back on the beginning of our relationship where we were sloths (laughs) we were I mean we were were lounging people that were not I mean like we were in love and and we're best friends but we were not mobile and that immobility didn't create the inertia yeah. you need to go chase all the big dreams yeah. and do all the things. I don't even feel like we had big dreams back then. Because no, our big dreams was like, can we get to the last episode of the Lost Marathon 100%. Can we go get the Wagon Wheel Sampler Platter at the Black Angus on, on special? Do you remember the Wagon Wheel Sampler Platter? I would kill that right I, this I second. Because I, I love that Sampler Platter. That was we're not our, even like, fried food right now, not, so if I could have some of those zucchini, the fried zucchini. Okay, this is not potato wedges. We Let's talk not talk about about that that used to be the thing that when something good happened in our life we treated ourselves with a whack and wheel sampler platter that gives you a sense of like where we where we were i do think though for years i was so anti eating healthy or working out truly because growing up food was this sounds very dramatic but food was like the only happiness Food, like our family had so much trouble, but we would come together over family dinners or um, we would go to grandma and grandpa's house and we'd have a big like holiday dinner, a big birthday party or food was everything in our family. It was like the comfort and the joy. And so for me, the idea of being healthy was I I didn't want any part of it because I just thought, well, if you're if I have to eat 
salad every day, or, you know, if I can't have ranch dip, then life isn't going to be fun anymore. And it's so crazy because we still absolutely enjoy ourselves, eat yummy food, try four desserts, whatever. But now we're really intentional about that, like making sure that that's balanced by things that are actually good for us. You know what's funny is when I was growing up, my identity for the first like 18, 19 years of my life that I carried was being the tall, skinny guy. Like I was really skinny, but in a weird way, it warped a little bit of the way I thought about my body's ability to just eat whatever because yeah. I was drinking the vitamin D milk and eating all the carbs and I couldn't gain any weight, though I wanted to so bad during my you know adolescent years that when I transitioned into being in college and the beginning of us being married, I was still in that we can have Taco Bell four nights a week and it'll be fine mentality. Yeah. And then my metabolism changed and hello, yep. not ideal. Yeah. So uh, we thought we'd share some of the things that really helped us, and these were not uh, decisions we came to all at once. This is stuff that we learned over time, but we feel like these are the most powerful tools that we have to getting in in shape together. Uh, The first one being that y'all have heard us say this 27 different ways about every topic in the world, and you can understand that it's a big part of our life, is planning ahead. Got to have a plan. Got to have a plan. Um, And what that looks like for us is every single day, every single weekday, we get up at 5 a.m. and then one of us works out first while the other one is like, getting the kids ready, getting lunches, like getting the kids going. And then the other, that, that first person comes back from working out and you, you trade off, you high five each other, you trade off. And now the second person is in charge of finishing the kids getting ready for school and then taking them to school while that sec, while the, the other person's working out. I hope that made sense. I think it makes sense. I mean, like on most mornings, we get up at five, we do a little bit of time with our journal work, we do a little bit of time in devotion or prayer, we do a little bit of time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Start. I start t- you know, more, more days than not uh, with the first work. First, I, yeah. I do the first workout, call it 5.15, 5.30 to say 6.30. The kids are getting up around 6, they're having their breakfast. When I come in at 6.30, I'm finishing up breakfast. I get them to school while you're doing the yeah. workout, and then we have a live stream every and that's weekday our morning commi- yeah. at 8 a.m. Yeah, that's our commitment <laughs> is... You know, we're getting up at that time and we're really diehard about what our morning routines are uh, because we are we believe if you own the morning, then you own the day. If you own the day, you own the week, et cetera, et cetera. So I will say, though, if you're hoping that time is going to just reveal itself during the week for you to get your workouts in, you're not going to work out as consistently if you are able to at all. So if you're not in a place of having an every single day routine like the one we just described, then you need to set aside time before your week starts and plan out with your partner which day you, the husband, are going to go to the gym or work out in the house in the basement and what time each day your partner is going to do the same. Because uh, having that plan is part of what will actually make sure that that time is there and creates a little bit of accountability because you have committed to it outside of the time when you're having to decide in real time if you're going to go or yeah. not. Yeah, I would also say I really want to encourage you guys with because uh, I'm like trying to think through the questions we might get for this. Like, oh well, you have a gym in your garage, or or you can afford a gym membership. 
saying that you can't afford to work out is an excuse because working out looks like your own body weight doing push-ups doing squats doing going on a walk going on a run do there's so many things that you could do without having a gym membership if you are listening to this right now it means that you have a phone and access to the internet which means you have access to youtube there are literally millions of videos right now on YouTube doing a, bu- a bunch of different workouts that won't require any money spent on y'all's part, but you just have to commit to doing it. The other thing is, just as a, just as a like individual working out, you have to like the workout. If you're struggling to stay committed to the workout, it's because you don't like it. It just means you haven't found the workout that works for you. Like, Um, personally, I really like weights and I like, um, running. Those are my two, but it took me like, I don't know, until I was 30 to figure out that those were the kind of workouts that I, we have a friend who loves to hike. He's like a crazy hiker, hikes to the top of mountains. That's his jam. Another friend who loves Zumba. Like you have to find the thing that you look forward to. Oh, I also love soul cycle. Like you need to look forward to working out. The problem is that most of you think that working out is supposed to be awful. So you are setting yourself up every time to go do this miserable thing. If you switch the perspective, you're like, no, working out is supposed to be fun. Well, then you would push yourself to find a workout that was fun. I I think that's a good segue into what I would say is another thing that you need to have is an environment that brings out the best version of your ability to work out. So it's the room that you're in. It's the music that you're listening to. It's the workout that you've planned. It, because when I get up in the morning, yeah, at 5, 5.15, I'm not always like, oh, man, I just can't wait to get out there. But when I get into the gym, I turn the music on so loud I'm worried the neighbors are going to come over. <laughs> and I am pumped. Yeah. I am ready. And I'm pumped in part because as much as, man, I hate planks. I don't want to do another burpee ever. But when I get finished with that workout, like I'm a person that visualizes the end of the workout from the time I start because I know how good I feel and how like much more prepared to take on the day I'm going to be. And the music and the ambiance of that, like of that room that I'm in is like a trigger to just get me into that state of mind. I guess I would also say there were times in our lives, you especially. So I am, this is a great question to ask yourselves I am internally motivated I don't need one single person to tell me anything like I can motivate myself to literally do anything Dave tends to be externally motivated for someone who is externally motivated they need accountability they need someone to teach them they need someone to help them so he worked with a trainer for about a year which is why he can work out by himself now because he had to teach himself, like, he, he needed someone to, like, be like, I'm going to be at the gym at 7 a.m. And if you're not there, you're going to pay for that workout anyway. And here are all the workouts, right? Like, don't you think that that's a big reason you can work out alone now? 100%. I mean, here's the thing. I thought you had to be, you know, schooled in some way to actually work out well, which was a limiting belief. You don't need to. You can put on a YouTube video, yeah. like you said. But because of the way that I tr- truly am motivated and I'm trying to find ways to trigger internal motivation, trust me, 
I needed to have a guy named Andy waiting for me at the gym a couple days a week so that I could get into a rhythm of understanding how to use the weights and, and how to stretch and how to do the exercises that were going to create uh, the like f- frequency and the momentum yeah. that I was looking for. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, you don't have to have a trainer. I think the point oh, though yeah. is no, no. find someone who can be an accountability, an accountability partner. It may be your partner. I mean, like there's but plenty I, of things that we do that create accountability with each other. The only thing I would say is there are people listening who can't afford a trainer and are struggling with motivation, who are struggling with, that's a really great way to get some external, some just like some external drive. Um, And if you are trying to find a trainer, like what gym do you go to? But I also would say like ask, ask friends who they're using as, because I, I don't really love working out with trainers, but in the past, anytime it's been successful for me is when another friend has told me to go to that person. Yeah. And if you can't afford one, find a friend or use your partner as a person who can push you to show up and do workouts yeah. that you've kind of worked together on what that routine might look like. Yeah. I have right now in my phone, I know exactly what my workout looks like each day for four of the days that I'm working out. I'm running on three days. I'm working out with weights on four days. I know exactly what my weight plans are because I'm building something that has an eye on us running a half marathon at the end of a month. And so I'm trying to do very specific things that are going to make me strong for that, that goal. That's a good point for planning ahead is it's not just planning ahead that you're going to work out. What are you going to do when you get there? A lot of people walk in the gym, kind of look around all right, I'll go jog on the treadmill for 11 minutes. Oh, this is and a then big I'll, one. You know, like whatever. And then you just like leave because you're not pushing yourself. In the same way that you can find all those YouTube videos about working out, you can go on Pinterest right now and find step by step, here's a great 20-minute workout for arms. Here's a great 20. I mean, that's how. So Dave and I might be different. I do like an arm day. I do a leg day. And I do cardio every day. Um, so, so, but those workouts are things that I found online. I was just like, oh, I want a great, I want a great arm workout that doesn't take more than 25 minutes. Yeah. And I do not that anyone needs to do it my way. I do an arm day. I do a leg day. I do a back day. And then I do like a cross training kind of day. day. I know. Wow. Yeah. You're fancy. I am. And I try to run three times a week. Um, the last thing I want to say about planning ahead is it's not enough to plan ahead the workouts. If you are not you know, it's like there, there's this old saying, right? Like uh, abs are born, abs are made in the kitchen. Abs are made in the kitchen. And I know we're not talking about looking a certain way, but I think it's a good, like your health, let's say, is not about the gym. That's a great component. It's not Fit, just about the That's gym. what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like what you eat matters. Tons of you are working out really hard. You're doing CrossFit. You're doing whatever. You're like, I don't understand. Like, I'm working out so hard, but I'm not. But I'm still carrying this extra weight, and that's making my back hurt. And what it mat your what you eat matters not just in terms of weight, but in terms of how you feel. How do you feel? Is the food that you're eating blessing your body? Does it have the vitamins and the nutrients in it that are going to help you be strong to show up for your family, to show up for your kids? If you go work out really hard. And then go eat a bunch of donuts. Like, you you just wasted it. Yeah. You wasted it. By the way, it's not even sometimes donuts. It's not even appreciating that things that have been marketed as good for you yeah. are, in fact, not serving your body at all. 
So just paying a little bit of attention to how much sugar, how many carbs. How many chemicals. How many chemicals are in the things that you're putting into your body. It'll make a huge difference. Now, I will say this. When we are as consistent as we have been lately in working out, the chances that I'm going to now deviate from making better choices with food are just way lower. Because you just killed it in the gym for an hour and 10 minutes. Why would you go throw it away by having like, you know, six pieces of toast? Don't do that, Dave. Don't have the toast. He really does love toast. I do love toast, (laughs) but I'm not going to have the toast because I just spent an hour and 10 minutes sweating in a garage. Absolutely. So one of the things that has also, beyond planning how we eat and planning how we exercise, is setting a goal together yes. in our exercise this is a big routines. Deal. Having something to work for. They, they talk about this a lot of times with like goals in business or anything. You have to have, you, you got to aim at something. So, you know, your sister's wedding's coming up and you guys want to look extra cute or you're going to go on vacation or for us, the goal has always been tied to um, races. So our favorite thing to do together as a couple is a half marathon. And that is something we've done for 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. Uh, we do two half marathons a year. And half marathons, I think, are so fun because... A, you're going to have to train. You have to push yourself. But it's not a full marathon. It's not so much training that you basically like stop living your life for four months. Uh, number one. Number two, they have half marathons all over the world. So in cool cities, like you can pick San Diego half marathons, amazing. We are massive fans of Disney races, doing the, doing the Disney half marathon. And Disneyland was a part of our every year forever. Um, it just gives you something to work for. And then we run it. We run the half marathon side by side. We train for the half marathon side by side a lot. And we run at different paces. Yeah. So, but that's a really intentional choice on our part. There's something so um, meaningful about a race that you run with your, like, it's such, it's so symbolic, I think. Here's, here's the, uh, the headline. I started running because of a colleague at work who uh, was challenging me to consider running and I was eight months pregnant at the time. Rachel Hollis was eight months pregnant. I mean, so running who was starts, not... Yeah. Who <laughs> starts training for a half marathon when their wife is eight months pregnant? So rude. Negative. I was <laughs> trying to live my very best life and be healthy. And I, I was uh, trying to be a snow beast and just eat chicken strips every day. Okay. Well, uh, back to the point. <laughs> I was running uh, this half marathon, and it was then a catalyst for you to want to get into running. And... Like everything else Rachel Hollis decides to get into, she immediately became better at running than me, which of course hurt my feelings, but also created a challenge in me, right? Like being a little bit of friendly, competitive with each other in your pursuit of accomplishing a shared goal is a part of how you can make exercising together a fun thing. And so when we then started our couple half marathons a year, you know, seeing who could run a little bit faster or a little bit longer when we were doing the training In that training, led up yeah. to was a like part of the fun. But getting into the races, the beauty of the races truly was you're together and there are times when your partner over the course of 13 miles is inevitably going to have a hard time holding the pace. And so 
the other partner gets to try and be an encouraging push to say, come on, you got this. Mm -hmm. You can do this. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And... There may be, even be a time when you, that uh, the partner who's got more stamina has to slow down just a little bit to be encouraging. And Absolutely. Rachel Hollis has definitely done that for me in a, in a couple of different races. But finishing uh, together is a thing that we've done plenty of times, which is a great, great thing. And frankly, seeing how fast you can run. Guess what? We were training at one point for the LA Marathon. I was convinced that, man, I can do this. It will be great. Rachel and I had runs that up until the last like a couple weeks of training got up to like 20 miles of running to get ready for this 26 mile run. But the problem was that when you are, look, when you're training for a marathon, you have to, you run three times a week. I mean, I'm sure other people have different rules, but you run three times a week and you're increasing that pace every time. So for me, it was like, okay, we're going to run three miles on Saturday and next Saturday we're going to run six and next Saturday we're going to run nine. But in between, you've got to be pacing yourself out so that you can increase, so that you can double next week. Dave was like, I'm not going to run at all during the week. I'm just going to show up with you on Saturday and try and run like 100 miles, which worked for a while. Until we got to until we got to miles the 18-mile run and my body said, no, yep, we're done. Like, eh. And so standing at the finish line of the Los Angeles Marathon, when it was at start time, 90 degrees in February for whatever reason, uh, it was one of the proudest things. But also, frankly, it was a challenge to me in a friendly, competitive way to get my training to your level so that we could do this thing together. It is still one of the most, we've talked about it a lot, but if you have ever considered running a race, just so you know how we started, we started with a 5K, which is three miles. And then we did a 10K. And then we did a half. And then I did a full. And we've done multiple halves over the years. You work your way up, number one. But if you've ever considered running a race like that, it is top five proudest moments of my entire life is crossing the finish line at the marathon. Yeah. Um, I could cry right now. I'm just thinking about it. I can Still, see you in your blue tank later, top with your Dodgers hat I'm on. I'm so proud of myself because there's nothing that's ever been harder in my life physically. The only thing I could equate it to is labor, giving yeah. birth to the boys. Um, but just, I just the whole time, my only commitment to myself, and I ran that so slow, so slow. We have a friend who's here who just did a triathlon. And he was saying that they ran, they did the triathlon in six hours. I was like, I ran a marathon in five and a half. <laughs> you did a triathlon in six, I ran a marathon. To me, it's never about the speed because here's a hint. Uh, a 12-minute mile and a 20-minute mile is the exact same distance. Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, anyway, so I just remember my only promise to myself in the marathon was I will not walk. I will not walk. 26 mi- 26.2 miles, I will not walk. Because for me, if I walk, I'm going to feel like I failed, which I know, like, have a therapist come and talk me through this, you guys. But for me, that was my personal commitment was we're not going to do this fast, which P.S. is probably, like, my M.O. for life. We're not going to get there fast. But, sis, we're going to get there. Yeah. And you're going to have to maybe do this slow. There were people at times who were walking faster than I was jogging. But I did not walk for 26.2 miles. That, that was – and when I cro- – I mean – I have never been I and I get here's the thing here's why we're so passionate about other people doing races is nobody can ever take that away from me oh yeah 
like I get that memory forever and ever and ever I get to hold that pride in my heart and no matter what happens I did that and there's a lot of you listening right now who need something in your life that you can own and say I did that you need to challenge yourself as a couple as an individual physically so that you can be like dude look what we're capable of we freaking did that we ran that race. We did We did a 5K. We didn't think that we could. We did a 10K. We, we, we never thought that was possible. It's so incredible and powerful to climb the mountain, mostly because when you get to the top of the mountain, you see the next mountain. Yeah. What's interesting, too, is I am very much an in-my-head kind of guy. I've convinced myself of what I can or can't accomplish. We were running the other morning, and I ran three under nine-minute miles consecutively, which... I had not done previously. There was a story about like the, the the myth of running an under four minute mile. It was yeah. a like it was a, a line that everyone thought was impossible, and it was impossible until the first person did it, and then Everybody a string of per- people did it because they like saw that it was possible. Yeah, there's a bunch of like evidence of this over time of people thinking that humans couldn't do X, Y, or Z, like it had never been proven in the history of time, and then one person did it, and within that year, like 50 other people do it. Yeah. Because you don't think it's possible until you see it happen. The next time I got on the treadmill, I just set it at a like an 8 minute, 45 second mile, and that was what I ran at. And I would have never done it if not for having completed three under nine minute miles yeah. so anyway um, so the last thing that we'll say on this topic is is kind of funny but we all we know how much y'all love when we talk about sexy time because Hello. man you really listen to those episodes um <laughs> we thought it would be interesting to tell you that uh we attach makeout sessions i'm trying to think of how to say this we attach um celebrating with Sex. I don't to know why you're being so plan. vague. Here's I just always get nervous if someone's like listening with their kids or whatever. Well, no, I mean, like the bottom line is for the challenge that we're in the middle of right now. We're preparing for this half marathon at the end of it's a April. Challenge to each other. It's not we're, it, else. No, yeah. it's like we're not going to eat fried foods. We're going to avoid bread for the most. Part. Like we're we're trying to make a very conscious effort to be a little more disciplined as we get in, uh, you know, it's race training, shape, yeah. as it were, and. This was your idea, so I give you mad credit, but it well, was... because I know how to motivate my husband. That's right. Hey, guess what? I'm extrinsically, externally yep. motivated, yep. and this is a great motivator. Rachel was like, hey, what if we... Wow, why, why don't we celebrate <laughs> every day that we work out and stay on the eating program that we're on with sex? Yeah. And that is a great plan. <laughs> <laughs> I am here for that. That is a thing that I can, um, you know, get on board with. But also, it's easier to say no to chips and guacamole if you're like, you know what? I'm going to get some. (laughs) It's true. I never, this is not something we've ever done before, but uh, I'm like blushing right now. You guys can't see me. Um, But I am always trying to figure out how to, how, you know, how to be a good partner for Dave and how to motivate him. And I know that he does need some external motivation. And I think anytime you're working out, you kind of like get to levels like we're super healthy and good and we have the energy, but it was like, okay, how can, what can we do that would like push us a little bit? Cause I think you should always challenge yourself. And one of the things that I know that my husband struggles with is he's, he's all or nothing when it comes to diet. 100%. Um, and I don't mean diet, like being on a diet, I mean the food he eats. So he's either eating, like I could 
eat super healthy and then go have a glass of wine and some cheesecake and then immediately start eating healthy again. And Dave's not that way. If I fall off the wagon, I'm taking the wagon into the canyon with me and burning it to the ground. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, for him, uh, he, needs, he needs something to help motivate him to stay on track. And so I suggested, uh, hey, let's do this. The other thing with Dave I think that is really helpful is he, if you have to make decisions about it, oh, yeah. you, you'll, you won't do it. No, I said to Ray, like, hey, if, like, if we're going to do this, let's have 30 days. I need a prescriptive, specific, here's what you should have for breakfast. Let's have a shake with a protein. Let's, mm-hmm. well, here's how you have your snacks in between breakfast and lunch. Here's what you eat for lunch. Because I am great at following rules. Mm-hmm. I'm poor at making, making decisions. decisions. Yeah, right? I am. Are. I just am. So like, know yourself. If you're that yeah. kind of person, plan. Yeah. Like, push yourself to find, if it's not your partner, someone who can help you reach the kind of goals that you want to reach with, yeah. um, with specificity yeah. so you don't have to make any decisions. Yeah, and we're, you know, we're making out anyway. But I thought that if I said, like, hey, every day that we do this, like every day that we commit to this and we stay true, like have some fun later and it's working so far. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you guys, we hope that that is helpful. I know that's probably not the advice that you get from real professionals, but that's definitely how we have um, gotten ourselves together, gotten in shape. I want to encourage you. I want to remind you that this is not that the training never stops. This is not like, hey, you might be getting in shape for the vacation or your sister's wedding, but really, this has been a decade-long process for us, and we get better every year. Every year we get stronger, every year we get more motivated, so if you feel like it's taking too long, uh, it's really taking just as long as it needs to in order for it to stick. And again, this is about how you feel. Feel. So if I think of Dave 10 years ago... I did not feel the way that yeah. I feel now. Yeah. And I feel the way I do now and have the energy that I have for my wife and my children and have the motivation to chase the dreams of this business in large part because of the way we've committed to healthier, you know, in the, in the gym kind of or running, you know, exercise stuff and how we're eating. So um, think about how you feel. If you feel uh, good but not great, what yeah. would it mean to move your body 30 minutes a day? What would it mean to cut out a thing, you know, carb or something else. Yeah. You can do it. You can do it. The thing is, it's hard, but it's worth it. It's hard, but it's worth it. It's tough, but so are you. So stop making excuses. Commit to this together and take ownership of your lives. You're not going to feel like doing it every day. Do Do it it anyway. anyway.